Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. This week, we are going to talk about those times where your life seems cloudy. Cloudy days can block out the sun and oftentimes can be described as dreary. The clouds can envelop you so that you are unable to see through them what is on the other side. It's always interesting once I kind of come up with the theme of the week for the podcast, how it shows up in so many different areas in coaching and my life and conversations with others, that once you have that awareness, your brain seeks it out or um, you just you find that it comes up. So recently I was on a flight to Michigan and it was cloudy before we took off. And once we got above the clouds, it was still cloudy. The sun was hidden above another layer of clouds. You know, sometimes when you're in an airplane and you get above the first layer of clouds, you see the sun shining brightly. But this day, it was cloudy on the ground and in the air, the thick layer of clouds. It prevented me from seeing the ground below. I couldn't see the trees or the houses or the lakes or anything as we took off. But then once we got above that first layer, I still couldn't see the sun above. And it was this feeling of almost being stuck or trapped where we were. Have you ever felt like this in your life? Like there are clouds all around you, like you, you're kind of isolated and alone? One of my favorite saints, St. Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton, commented about the clouds in her life. She said, I feel like there was a cloud before my way that always kept me asking God, which is the right path? There have been so many times in my life that I have come across a fork in the road where I have had to decide which path to take. I'm sure this is everybody listening to this podcast can relate to being at a fork in the road. Often the cloud seems to be the heaviest right where the fork intersects, and it's impossible to see what lies ahead in either direction. And as I say this, you may be thinking of a situation where you were in, where it was so cloudy at the fork, and maybe you find yourself in a situation right now trying to decide which direction to go in, but the clouds are thick. This is how discernment can feel. The definition for discernment is the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. The clouds make moving forward obscure. Spiritual discernments 
is the working of the Holy Spirit. So Joe Paprocki says, Discernment is a time-honored practice in the Christian tradition. In essence, discernment is a decision-making process that honors the place of God's will in our lives. It is an interior search that seeks to align our own will with the will of God in order to learn what God is calling us to. Every choice we make, no matter how small, is an opportunity to align ourselves with God's will. All right, so if we're trying to align ourselves with God's will, we always want to make the best decision, right? We want to move in the right direction. It's easy to make decisions when you can see the winding path before you. It's easy to move when you can see how things will pan out or what the end result will be. But very rarely in life does this happen. Most of the big and important steps that you take are done in faith and by trusting God to shed light on the path at exactly the right time. When I felt God calling me to leave St. Edward after working in the church and school for 26 years, I couldn't understand why. I believed I was doing good work. I felt like I was leading people to Christ and making a difference in the community. And I often found myself arguing with God about why would He pull me in another direction when I was already doing good things. I was already working in the vineyard. Why would He want me to leave something I was good at to go into something brand new and totally out of my comfort zone. As I debated with God, the restless feeling grew and I received confirmation after confirmation that I was meant to move forward in a different direction. Even though those confirmations gave me a little courage, it still made taking that first step difficult. One day, as I sat in church praying for direction on what to do, I had a profound aha moment. The church was dark and quiet. In fact, that was one of my favorite things about working at the church and school was being able to stop in the church to pray when it was dark and empty. I loved being the only one in the church and kneeling before the Blessed Sacrament. It felt like it was just me and Jesus. That particular day, as I knelt and prayed, I heard an audible voice. I heard these words. Jenny, you have to open your hands and let go of what you're holding on to so that I can place something new in them. The voice seemed so real that I turned around to see if somebody was sitting behind me. But it was God speaking loud and clear. He was telling me to move forward in a new direction with open hands to allow him to place something different in them. In this case, it was a new ministry. It was a new way to serve. It was exciting to see where God would lead, but as a creature of habit and routine, which you might be able to tell since I was there for 26 years, it was also scary as hell. Let me be honest. What was really happening on the inside was a lack of trust in myself and in God's plan for my life. I was comfortable at the church and school. I knew what to expect, and I loved who I was working with. But just like Peter, sometimes God calls you to drop everything and move in a different direction. It would have been much easier to leave the church and school for life coaching if I knew what the path would look like. 
right? Have you ever thought if I just knew what was going to happen, if I knew what was right ahead, it would be easier to take the first step? I still have cloudy days where the next step is hidden, but I've learned to keep moving forward. Some days I do hesitate because I feel doubt, uncertainty, and fear about what is to come. Oftentimes, I compare my next step to someone else and conclude that they are further along or they're doing it all right, where I tell myself I'm behind or my way is not the right way. There are, have been days that I still second-guess my decision, even though it's been almost two years since I left the church and school. There are still so many unknowns, and the next step is very often cloudy or even stormy at times. But here's the struggle. I make it a problem when I don't know what to do next. When I feel the uncertainty about that next step, when that self-doubt creeps in, my brain is telling me that something is wrong or that I might move in the wrong direction. So then the easiest thing is to just stay still. The truth is, I might take the wrong step, but I won't know it's the wrong step unless I move forward. So let's talk about a misstep. What is the worst thing that can happen with a misstep when you finally have the courage to move forward and maybe it's in the wrong direction or it's the wrong step? First, it's an opportunity for self-reflection. Ask yourself, why did I choose that step? When I took that step, did I take it to God in prayer or did I act on impulse? Did I act out of fear or trust? Fear is a very tricky emotion. In fact, many of the feelings that you have are rooted in fear. Feelings like worry, self-doubt, uncertainty, and overwhelm. These feelings are the result of thinking that there is a right or wrong way to do something. You believe that you have to always be perfect and make the right decision. Fear can cause you to stay stuck because you are too worried about making a wrong step so you don't move forward at all. I often see this in my weight loss clients. They believe that there is a right way or a wrong way to lose weight. They have been conditioned for so many years to label food as good or bad, or even themselves as worthy or unworthy based on what they've put in their mouths that day. Often, they stay stuck feeling miserable and defeated because they are weary from trying and failing. They don't move forward with their health goals because of fear of failing again, or many times they feel hopeless because they don't believe that even God can help them with this journey. The path in front of them is cloudy, so they stay where they are, hopeless and miserable, but wanting with all of their heart to be in a better place than the one they are in right now. So second, what can you learn from the misstep? Maybe it's that you should have spent more time discerning or talking with a trusted friend. The lesson could be to simply put one foot in front of the other and move in trust, knowing that you can always adjust your path. I cannot tell you how many times Google Maps has to recalculate directions when I'm driving. This is even with the end destination in sight. I know the exact destination because I plug it into the phone. 
Google Maps tells me which way to turn next, how far before I need to turn, what time I should arrive, and my destination is mapped out in front of me. Then, if that's not enough, I get verbal directions and alerts before the turn comes up, yet I still turn too soon or somehow get lost. Once I get redirected, I can look back and see where I messed up. I see how I should have been more patient and waited for the turn or how I should have gotten into a different lane sooner, or maybe I should have listened better because I totally missed the direction. Maybe I was on the phone or listening to the radio. Here's the truth. You are going to make mistakes. You're going to give in to temptation and sin, but God will always redirect your path. He will always recalculate and help you get on the right track no matter how many wrong turns you've taken or how far off course you may end up. So third, ask yourself when you take a misstep, what do you need to let go of? God asked me to open my hands and let go of something that I loved so that He could place something different and better in them. Now, I love being a life coach. I love being able to equip and encourage women on their unique journey. I love helping women uncover their unique purpose, finding freedom from body shame, or realizing that there is hope for them in losing weight. It brings me so much joy. The coaching sessions that I have with women are usually confirmations that I'm on the right path and I'm following God's will for my life. When I see their success, when I see their joy, when I see hope light up their eyes, it's God directing me and showing me that I am on the right path. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't cloudy days. It doesn't mean that fear, uncertainty, and self-doubt don't rear their ugly heads at times. But I've learned that they are part of my journey. If they get me off track, I simply turn to God for guidance, direction, and strength to keep moving forward. So as you ponder the cloudy path in front of you and what comes next, maybe it's a big decision about your vocation, your job, or a relationship, or maybe it's a smaller decision about what to have for dinner, which pair of shoes to buy, or what time to go to church. You may not see the path in front of you because it's cloudy right at the fork. My friends, welcome the clouds, knowing that they are part of your journey. You may not be able to see the sun, the S-U-N, but rest assured that the sun, capital S-O-N, is always present and shining before you. Sometimes you may have to search through the clouds, through the fear, the self-doubt, and the uncertainty, but the Son, the Son Jesus, is guiding you. He is encouraging you to have open hands so that He can fill them with what comes next on your path. I want to end with this quote by Joseph Campbell. I think it sums up everything that I've shared with you in this podcast, and I want you to remember it in times of discernment, in times when you are trying to decide what comes next, which step is next. Joseph Campbell says, if you can see your path laid out in front of you step by step, you know it's not your path. 
your own path you make with every step you take. That's why it's your path. All right, friends, I hope this podcast will equip and encourage you as you face that fork in the road when it's cloudy, that you will have some guidance and ideas on how to move forward. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the clouds. We thank you for the clouds that obstruct our view, because those clouds teach us to rely on you, Lord. Those clouds make us turn to you for guidance, for courage, for strength to move forward. And Lord, whoever's facing a cloudy path right now, we ask that you guide their next step. And Lord, we also ask that you teach us any lessons with any missteps that we've taken. Because Lord, we know that maybe we wander from you. We wander off the path that you have designed. But God, you never wander from us. You are always right there waiting for us to turn and look in your direction so you can lead us where you want us to go. Lord, we ask that you bless our families, you bless our communities, our cities, our state, and Lord, we ask that you bless our country. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you soon. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.